0212. This is Backyard Conversations. We are back. Mr. Davis, Happy New Year. How you feeling? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're back again, just uh, on the couch. On the couch, the yeah, backyard. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sipping, sipping on some tea. Sipping some nice... Turmeric apples. Some nice tea, keeping us warm and cozy. Mm. It's been a minute since we did this, right? Yeah. And Speaking of warm and cozy, it was really super cold over the holidays. It was. In Vancouver. It was. Thankfully, I was able to go on a short trip to Houston. I was in the U.S. for a bit, and it was kind of nice and warm. Mm. And I came back here, and I had to, like, just plow my way through snow to even get access to the car. No, it was so cold. Right right now, my heating is on. That's how warm it is now compared to then. Yeah. But I had it on the whole day, the whole night. Like, even when I left the house, I would leave it on because I was like, when I come back, I just want it to be warm. And I get back, it was freezing, to say the least. But, yeah, I'm glad that's over now. And I'm glad we're back. So let's just dive right into it, yeah? Yeah. All right. So I I think one of the first things that I think we should address is how abruptly we kind of disappeared last year. I feel like it was the end of the season, but we just didn't announce that we were leaving we just mm. left people hanging and then just you know what happened there i mean end of year like you know things start to get wrapped up in other parts of your life as well for real so you kind of you know focus on your year end and that sort of takes away you know or distracts you i'd say from some of these things right so that's basically what's going on things were getting busy deadlines were coming up the year was wrapping up so you know kind of get it kind of gets busy yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of hard to come back and, and drop that final. It really know. was. Yeah, but you know we're back now. We're here to stay, and you know yes, we've got we got exciting are. things coming up this year as well. Yes, and we promise not to abandon you guys just like that anymore. <laughs> we're gonna give you an early heads up if if we have to go away for a short while. So this is our new year, new episode, and I think one of the first things we want to do is it's gonna be in two parts. We're gonna talk about some highlights from last year and what we're looking forward to. In, you know this year and mm-hmm. for me I know last year was a blur it felt like it just merged into 2020 and did you feel the same way? yeah like I mean because the pandemic's been happening it just feels like one really long year yeah Um, I mean things were kind of easing up a bit like you know end of summer you know rules were changing but then you know start of December everything just Omicron came around and everything went back to like to the beginning yeah. <laughs> so you know but yeah it just feels like one I was looking back and I was like sometimes I get confused I'm like when did this happen was it 2020 or was it 20 you know 2021 like, when, like yeah it's, it's so confusing now I have the same experience so much so that throughout just transitioning into 2022 I still felt like writing 2021 on my paper because it felt like there's no way we've gone through 2020 pandemic and 2021 still stuck in the same pandemic and in such a well, well seemingly short amount of time. Yeah, like my really third cool. birthday in the pandemic is coming up, like in April, right? So yeah. I've had two two birthdays already in the pandemic. Now third one is coming up, so it's like three birthdays. I've literally aged three years in this whole pandemic. It's crazy. Same, same actually, because my birthday is in the summer as well, uh-huh. um, May. So, so. I think for me, I'm going to be doing my, my second year wedding anniversary <laughs> from inside of a pandemic. pandemic. It is just ridiculous. But in any case, I mean, we're thankful we, we made it into a new year. And there were some things in 2021 that were like highlights of 
uh, news stories, especially stuff that had to do with us. And I think one of the more um, fresh ones in our memory is the Twitter ban uh, in Nigeria. <laughs> and I think it was just yesterday officially that they lifted the ban. Even Twitter, um, uh, you know, had one of the accounts tweet about it on the platform. And so it was one of the more bizarre things that happened. Mm. Thankfully, like, I'm not affected directly by it, but I have friends and family who had to bypass all the security stuff using VPNs and, mm. and, and all that jazz just so they could tweet or just get informed or communicate. And, and the ban was quite unnecessary because, I mean, everyone was still on Twitter anyways. Yeah. Right? And even government officials were on Twitter. Like, isn't it? Isn't it? Right. Isn't there, isn't, there, isn't there an active ban right now? Yeah. But, and, and lifting the ban now, uh, I feel like the government is coming from a narrative that's almost like, yeah, we forgive or whatever, or we're done. I think it's more about the elections coming up. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's. It's, there's nothing super amicable about it. Like this is the result we came to. No, you need this platform to campaign to this certain demographic. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, you're lifting the ban. And as soon as it doesn't serve your purposes, I guess you might revert to doing what you did before. But yeah, that was one of the very very bizarre bizarre things that that happened. Another one was the quote unquote repentant uh, terrorists back home. Where there's always some kind of insurgency in the north, and these guys would get like a slap on the wrist. Honestly, I don't even know what's going on with that. It's just they do whatever. There's no repercussion, right? That's why people keep getting into it as well. Yeah. I I I really don't know why it would seem like some rules apply to a certain group of people and it doesn't apply to others. And then when you have a scenario where people are literally literally committing acts of like murder and like serious crimes mm. and all of a sudden you've washed their sins away yeah. how does that not encourage like the next wave of, of exactly kind of and I even see some some I don't know even how true it is but I've seen some instances of where some of these so called I guess bandits or whatever you want to call them um, make their way into so like security positions like you know like right. the army or the police or something like that which is Quite strange. It's, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was one of the highlights. Not necessarily a fun one, you know, but it was one of the the, the more uh, interesting things that happened back home. And I think on a on a brighter note, uh, I call it Auntie Ngozi, but you know, Ngozi Okonjo and a World Trade Organization appointment mm. was one of the the bright notes, in, you know, in the year. Mm, yeah, I was last year. Uh, yeah, that as well. And also, I think her. I read something about her son performing. Was it open heart surgery, or? Oh yeah, I read something about that. A medical feat, anyways. Um, and that as well. So I guess the family is doing well. They are. She's always been someone I I admired. You know, I I have one of her two books, and it's interesting to see that we have such brilliant, dedicated, hardworking people who can't even have a sniff in leadership right now in our country. And then they'll just go somewhere, you know, as insignificant as the WTO and then, and then run run the business. Exactly. It's just the systems in place, right? They're not working quite well, so... Because it's obviously capable individuals. So if the system works, then they can work as well. But I feel like a lot of these capable individuals, even if they get into the system, the system is so against them mm-hmm. that they can't actually make progress, right? It's sad. And, and another thing that happened... Um, last year, which 
there were mixed emotions about this because it doesn't necessarily affect everybody equally, but it was the death of uh, T.P. Joshua. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be a super-renowned prophet who sees visions and who makes prophecies, but didn't see this one coming. Yeah, seemed quite sudden, eh? I just woke up one day and I think I saw that on the news that that was it. And then apparently some people said it was rumors. Eventually got to find out that it was actually the case. Yeah. Yeah, then... Some power struggle ensued in the in the institution in, that in he the left ministry, behind. Yeah, yeah. It's usually always like that. I, well, and this is not one of those things where it, it will is going to sort it out because in, you know talking about handing out your personal property, right? This uh-huh. is this is the faith. Like, and and Nigeria is I don't want to say notorious, but super known for being obsessed. Like Nigerian uh, people of faith, they're usually obsessed with. Their church leaders, their pastors. Mm. I feel like they even worship those guys more than the figures they preach about. And it's it's one of those things where it's 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 gonna have a ripple effect on the ministry long term. Yeah. Because I don't know what what they're gonna do with like the leadership. Who's gonna be filling uh, filling those shoes? I should say. Right. Because um, yeah, it's so it was so much connected to the person. Like he was. So, like, if you want to look at an organizational point of view, he was the USP, the unique selling point <laughs> exactly. of, you know, that institution. And now yeah. that he's gone, so who are they looking at? Yeah. Or who has that same charisma, right? Which is, you know, a bit different. Unlike situations like, say, the Catholic Church, for example, where it transfers on sort of, like, you know, the what the aura of the Pope, or whatever you want to call it, transfers on to whoever, because yeah. they already have these processes in place for years, and they know uh, the succession, how it goes, et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, you know, there's no true, like, succession sort of plan, or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So it's a bit harder. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know what's happening in the church and the ministry, but I really hope that, you know, those people are doing okay. Rest in peace. Um... Another unfortunate event. I wonder why a lot of the highlights last year in Nigeria were not necessarily good news, right? And this next one is the collapse of the the story building in mm. you know, the structure. It was a fatal, fatal collapse. A lot of people, quite a few people, lost their lives, and mm. and, and it breaks my heart to see that they gave up on a rescue mission pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was like the way you take apart rubble when people are potentially trapped under it is very different from how you would take it apart if you're just demolishing stuff. But this is an environment where, you know, it's very, very possible there's like no serious standards. I mean, obviously there were no standards in the first place for you to even put that kind of structure the way you did. Um, and the owner of the building who unfortunately also went with with the building was, I don't want to say notorious, but known for bypassing norms oh. and circumventing rules just to oh, get... Really? I didn't actually know that. Oh, yeah. He would brag about it, um, about, uh, you know, building stuff that wasn't necessarily permitted and putting two more stories. You know, he, he would come on TV and talk about stuff like that. So it's unfortunate that the one thing that, you know, he did it in the UK and got away with it and then he ended up mm. coming back home and... Uh, and came back to haunt him. Yeah, man, sense will just catch up with you. I mean, just stick to, like, these rules are in place for a reason, right? Yeah. Safety is number one. Safety first. That's what they say, safety first. They say that for a reason. Yeah. And then everything else follows. So safety is always first, right? I agree. Um, stop cutting corners, people. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff that happened last year. Um, 
but I'm I'm just gonna try to end it there because it's just really depressing. There's a lot of bad news. I, yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like everything. Like since no COVID, like <laughs> I can't even think of. It's a different time that we're living in for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was some good news uh, from last year. Do you remember any? Like any um, major. Major good news. I mean, last year, you know, Essence, my whiskey's first time a uh, Afrobeat song had risen that right that high on the, um, the on the Billboard. Yeah, so we could point to that. Um, that was pretty good news. Whiskey sold out the Oterina three times. True. True. That was some good first level, some African good level acts. stuff. Yeah. I think for me, one that I really, really enjoyed was this is amazing Nigerian athlete I follow on Twitter, uh, Instagram, I should say, Asisat Oshuala. I don't know if you know her. She currently plays for um, Barcelona. Mm. And she's the first African woman to win Champions League. Oh, wow. Yeah, she won it with Barca. And she's such a professional. Like, I I watch her video. Sure, she clowns on her IG a lot, which is it's kind of part of it. It's, it's good, right? You can mm. joke around. But watching her play, she's there's, there's a reason Barca went for her. Right, mm-hmm. she's such a talent, and I know that the sky is just the limit for her. So I think that was a, um, that was a that was a bright spot for me. Yeah, bring going into football or soccer, as we call it here in the world. How are you feeling about how are you feeling about the World Cup coming up? Oh man, so I guess maybe this is a good segue into what we're looking forward to in twenty twenty two. Yeah, the the World Cup for me is kind of bittersweet because. On the one hand, I mean, it is, it is football. It is the greatest sport in the world. It gives life. It, it gives meaning. Like, it brings people together. It It's such a beautiful thing to experience and watch. However, there's so many claims of injustice and slavery and uh, circumventing, you know, labor laws, oh. imbuting all the stadiums in Qatar. So much so that I actually saw something from Eric Cantona. Oh. He came out recently and he said he's going to be boycotting the World Cup. This is a legend, the king of football, right? He's he's going to be boycotting. I know a lot of people don't even take whatever he says seriously nowadays because he of the kind of uh, person he is. But he talks about all of the issues surrounding everything that has led up to this moment. And I, I for one, know that global sporting events like the World Cup and the Olympics usually end up being problematic to the people at the bottom of the table yeah. more There's than... Usually a dark side to it, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the IOC, the Olympic Committee, or FIFA, those ones are going to get their advertising cash. They're going to make their money back and just going get to out, get out of there quickly. But the people in the hometowns that have been displaced, oh. the community people that, that um, you know, some have been taken forcefully against their will to go... Uh, you know, construct. They're the ones who are going to pay for it long term. So I really don't know how I feel. I, I, on the one hand, I want to watch it. On the other hand, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to Qatar this year, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see how it goes. It's something I'm kind of looking forward to, but not wholeheartedly, if I may. I know, but um, I mean, it's it's hard in this one because, like, on one level, it's like a sport that you love. It's a global audience. On the other level, you know, there's all these dark things and underground things going on as well, and you're like stuck in the middle as to okay, is it providing jobs? Is it doing this? Is it doing that? Or is it also yeah. a detriment? Excuse me, a detriment to the people as well. So it's hard to you know sort yeah. of know where you place in these situations. 
kind of like a weird juggling act trying to find a balance yeah you know of course I love football man like you know but this is something and, and then if you think about Qatar it's not necessarily the greatest footballing nation right mm. it's just the Middle Eastern like all rich region is like yeah but I mean yeah it is what, I mean it seems like everything is so bleak but you know what like I, I'm looking forward to a lot of positives you know same, I feel like same 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 um, I started this year out on a high when I was going in I just had this feeling that you know this year is going to be a better year like there's going to be a lot of good things happening it's going to be you know some great things happening so I mean let's see how it goes right like you put that into the universe and you probably get that back like they say right put good into it you probably get good back yeah that's part of my things too for 2022 is is to level up on many in many areas mm-hmm. because last year went by in a blur like we talked about earlier I think even more so because I started like a job in February and I switched roles from the same company in like October. Yeah. And this is me who loved my freelance life during COVID. I mean, before COVID, I should say, but thanks to COVID, like the, you know, it put like a stopgap, like the water just stopped flowing. And now I'm trying to get back in the game, you know, trying to be out there and put myself out there more, create more, share more. And I think that's one of my goals for this year is to put more of myself, my work out there. And and on a positive note, just just keep doing. Yeah, I just want to take more risks this year. Yeah, like calculated risks though. I don't even know about that. Oh honest. yeah, I've, I've usually been risk averse, so everything I do, so I I have been taking calculated risks already. Yeah. Right, but I just feel like I need to be I need to take more risks because I feel like there were some opportunities last year that if I took more risks, I would it would have been more satisfying. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm gonna lose out in the end, but I just feel like I can say that I've done it. So I really want to take more risks this year. Yeah. Right. Move to that new city. Take that new job. Whatever. Leave the company. Like anything. Anything. Yeah. Like I want. I just want to take more risks. I like that energy. I've, I've been there and I'm still there. But what I usually do is I think even though I don't consider myself risk averse, I try to be semi calculated with my risk taking. Because I know what kind of risks I want to take this year. I know how I want to level up, where I want to level up. I know where I want to put myself out. And even if I end up, like, messing up, I'm okay with it, right? Mm. I want to take it as a lesson and then move on to the next one. And in terms of risks, like, are you considering stock market, like, investments, things like that? Or... I mean, I'm not really too looking too much into. I'm just talking about life, life things in general, life mm-hmm. events. Not necessarily. I feel, I feel like my stock market. Like I've slowed down. I'm, I'm not really doing anything in the stock market right now. Everything I have in there is just what's in there. Yeah. Like I'm leaving that in there for long term. Um, not really touching any of those right now. Yeah. Um, but in terms of life events, like if I want to go on a road trip, I'm gonna do it. Like, um, even if no one else is going, I'll do it on my own. Like yeah. if I want to, you know. Whatever it is, whatever it is, if I if I want to leave the leave my company, go to a new company, you know, I don't want to think so much about it. Like, oh, this, this, there's more opportunity. Yeah, like, no, That's I just want to do it. Yeah, the opportunity is there. Just take it. Like, take more risk in in general. Right here, yeah. And that's kind of how I want to push this year. But yeah, still good things coming up this year for sure. Yeah, I know. Definitely, we have a bunch of hikes lined up. As soon as the spring comes, we're out of here. Mm. Cause I I. I feel like last year we didn't do nearly as many outdoor activities as we did the year prior obviously because if you remember i think even just 2019 2020 we played a lot of indoor soccer like 
outdoor soccer. We did a lot of sporting activities. But the fact that we got so comfortable with being indoors last year, it really messed with me. I know, right? Yeah. It really messed with me. And I remember like reaching out when we talked about how for this new year, we got to be outside. You know, I don't want to be that person who's always staring at a wall or <laughs> at a computer. No, like, I need to feel the wind in my face. I know. Got to the point where it's like, if I'm going out, I'm just like, oh, I don't even want to go. Yeah, you I know, know, right? As opposed to before where you could just go. So now it's you like, know. it's too home, being, you know, behind these four walls. Like, yeah, definitely need to get out there more, do more, more. Like Yeah, especially outside. My, my, some of my So one of my gripes is mask wearing I know it protects me and people and you know I get it but oftentimes I find it so inconvenient that it takes away from a lot of my experiences mm-hmm. so I'm the kind of person that I would just walk into the library sit down there for like 4 or 5 hours get super productive because for some reason the library has this kind of thing that it does to me where it puts me in a different zone but lately whenever I go there and I'm stuck in a mask in an hour tops, I'm out of there. Yeah. I can't just do it. It's the same thing here. Like, even going into work every now and then when I do go in, and then I go on the way, I'm just like, I have to wear my mask. I literally can't breathe. So, like, I find myself think, oh, I just can't wait to get home so I can take my mask Exactly. Off. That home. And that home now feels like a trap to me because yeah. why am I stuck indoors? So, it's one of those things that we got to just find a balance. That's why outdoors is usually, like, the way to go, right? Yeah. Just... You know, I have to find a way to even circumvent my library stuff. Maybe find, like, a more, a much more convenient mask. Oh. Or maybe put some kind of bandana on my face or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah. In terms of content, what are you looking forward to this year? I know there's going to be some some new movies coming out. I'm looking forward to Ozark coming in next week. Oh, yeah. Season 4, eh? Yeah. I want to yeah. see how that goes for sure. Um, there's a few things as well coming back. Snowfall. <laughs> Looking forward to that. The snowfall, I haven't seen. Yeah, that. I've got Idris on that one. Um, nice. Damson Idris, not Idris Elba. Okay. So we've got Damson Idris coming back on snowfall. Great show so far. You know, it's about the crack ep- epidemic um, in the eighties. Nice. Uh, well, I think the seventies and the eighties. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting show. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. And then obviously there's a few contents in terms of movies are coming back. You know, like the MCU is coming back with a few things that do. You know. Yeah, I think the Doctor Strange one might be one of the big ones. Is it this yeah. year? Uh, yeah, I believe that's this year because I think that's the next one coming out. Um, yeah, hopefully last year, you know, a lot of filming was going on, so we can see some releases coming up this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, like last year, a lot of things went straight to like viewer home, yeah, and it wasn't that many to be honest because you know filming was cut short behind the year before that. So yeah, so in terms of you know, TV shows come in. I'm always looking forward to new content. Hopefully, they don't stop filming. Like, I just fin- I finished Foundation from last year. Hopefully, like- we'll see a new season this year. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, yeah, there's a few other things here and there. Like, um, um, Guillermo is a director, right? So, I think he, he did... Um, Dragon Egg? Dragon Sun? What's the name of that ch- animation that he... Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's um, called, but the animation with the... Dragon Prince. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So that should be coming back. That's been gone for, like, maybe two years or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So that should be coming back this year. I just he has, like he has a new film. Tell. I think he has a new film out, too. Mm. Yeah, well, Pan's Labyrinth is one of my favorite Guillermo del Toro films. All right, yeah. That was a really good I mean, I really like that. 
the style so he has that coming up did you like arcane i like that arcane actually yeah that was pretty good yeah i really i liked arcane that was pretty good but you didn't like the matrix though I haven't the latest seen, Matrix? So don't, so don't spoil it, yeah. I haven't seen it. So you didn't like it? I'm not going to say anything, but let's just say it's a crap movie. Oh, man. I, I, see, I feel like we're going to talk about this at some point, you know, later on on, on, on this pod. But Matrix Resurrections? Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm going to no. watch it on HBO, and, and then I'll, I'll let you know how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm never going to watch that movie again. But one thing I'm looking forward to is Attack on Titan Season 4. Yeah. Um, King, I saw that King, coming. King, Do you know King, what? King. I started watching it in season one and I just haven't gone back to it yet. I feel like there's so much content sometimes for me and like I end up not going to finish certain things that I start just because I get into something else. And it's kind of hard, like there's not enough time, right, to pretty much watch everything. So maybe I'll try to go back to that. Um, my anime is kind of specific, so, yeah. you know, I'll probably do something like Arcane. Um, in that region. Right. Or there's like Dragon's Blood or there's like... Um, is it Son of Zeus? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's Son of Zeus. Though you haven't seen that one, I so it's a twist on the Greek mythology. Oh yeah. And Greek has instead of Hercules or Perseus or whatever, there's a different. What, what is it on? Is do you know? It's where on Netflix. It's a Netflix, Netflix original. Yeah. The the one I mean, this is a Netflix, but Demon Slayer is what I've been watching. And I really enjoy. All right. Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, you should check out uh, Son of Zeus. Yeah. That's it's a really good one. Another thing that I I think is coming out this 2022 that might be, uh, you know, fun to look forward to is usually like the new tech. But what I was going to look forward to was supposed to be Tesla's like Cybertruck. Not because like I'm super hyped about it, but it's so different and so radical. Like I wanted to see it in person. Yeah. But now they took out the release date of 2022 from their website. As usual, Tesla. I mean, what else is new? Like, they like, always push back production. Yeah, they keep pushing um, it back. So this is it's gonna obviously um, affect a lot of people's expectations. And this is the year where like EV um, pickup trucks are going crazy, right? Uh-huh. Ford is doubling production on the F one fifty EV. Like, Rivian is already getting all the hype. Yeah. Um, who else is in there? Like Dodge. You know, these guys are already dropping EVs like it's nothing, and then Tesla is just, like, going to take more time. Yeah, especially with the outdoors becoming more of a thing, right? So people want to be getting trucks and taking it out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about someone who had a used uh, Jeep SUV, and because people are so crazy about going outdoors, she sold it and flipped it and bought a brand new car. Wow. And this is something that she's been driving for, like, years. Yeah. But because we were so obsessed, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a chaos or rental. Like, you can, <laughs> you can have the Jeep. <laughs> You know, but yeah, um, that's something. There's a lot of tech to look forward to this year. I mean, the iPhone is probably going to be it's a little bit boring because it's very when they have a generation they like, they let it linger for like four or five years. Mm. And I feel like this 12, 13, 12 Pro, they're all in that in that category. The design isn't going to change much. However, I know all these phones I've had like 12 megapixel cameras for at least five years now. So Apple, what I've heard is they're looking to put like a 48 megapixel camera on the new the new iPhones, which is going to be like a big jump. And then they're going to be able to sell you two terabyte iPhones because 48 megapixels means you're going to be recording 8K videos. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a 256 gig phone, it's going to be useless for 8K videos. So they're going to be like, well, if you want to upgrade and get a two terabyte iPhone, it's going to cost you $2,000. Are you ready? I'm going to gonna start paying $2,000 two plus for phones now. <laughs> It should be Especially fun. Especially inflation already coming in. I know. Infl- inflation and shrinkflation. 
It's real. I don't even know. We'll see how that goes. Because I'm due for a new phone. Because my phone is starting to act up right now. But I think yeah. I'm going to stick to the 13. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm... I'm it's going to take a long time before I get a new phone. I, I, had, I waited... How many generations? From a 7 to a 12? I, it took me forever to upgrade my iPhone 7 to a 12 mm. Pro. Like, it took forever. I usually wait, like, I think it's around 3 to 4. I had, I think I had the 6 or the 6S before, and I went to the 10S. Mm. And that's what I have now, so I'm getting 13, I guess. So that's roughly 3 years, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Another thing I'm looking forward to, even though I don't really play games much, is some new, new titles from, like, PlayStation and maybe Microsoft that will take advantage of these consoles that nobody can really get their hand on. And let's see what games are going to be pushing the PS5 to the limit, right? Yeah. That's one thing I think I think is worth looking forward to this year. Let's see. I had a lot of people complain. Actually, there's not a lot of um, games on PS5. I think PS5 probably even has more original titles yeah. than Xbox. What Xbox does pretty well is with their Game Pass, you can literally play almost any game that's been like on PC and Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, your monthly subscription. So that like opens up the libraries like a ton of games but sony released like returnal last year which is you know one of the highly um rated games from from the year and they had the new ratchet and clank games that came out too so they do have titles that are like next gen titles that take advantage of all like the raw power the consoles have oh. microsoft with forza 5 i think it was yeah forza 5 was a really big game for them last year and halo definitely halo yeah, Halo is basically their flagship. It is, and, and the occasional Gears of War here and there. Yeah. Which there's no new Gears of War game. I, I'm sure they're working on one in the near future. No. But yeah, I'm interested to see like what they do with you know other games. Like maybe we see something like Metal Gear come in, um, into the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Uh, world or you know, a good version of God of War. Mm. Um, you know, games are like open world. Oh, yeah, there's a new God of War um, coming out too. Yeah, sort of like a open world type and see what the PS5 can really do with the open world. I, the, the next GTA yeah. is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to be out of this world. I'm already sure. You know, Rockstar. Yeah. And so, there's so much to look forward to this year. Like, I'm glad we're ending like on a positive note because the way this, this episode started, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't on good vibes at all I know I know but it'll get better like it'll yeah. get better for sure like I have faith in, in 2022 oh yeah it's the year to like shine and prosper and to take it by the reins but I think everyone needs to understand that it's, everything is gonna be okay in the end fact that's just how it is or in the words of CR7 factus <laughs> alright I think that's our show today we've talked for a good amount of time yeah thanks for tuning in fam uh always like we love, love you guys tune in find us everywhere this podcast on apple Mu- apple Mu- apple podcast i said apple music it's apple po- i haven't done this in a while you can tell right i'm not right apple podcast spotify amazon and also find us at backyard conversations on instagram backyard convos on twitter we're out of here yeah, that's what I like to say. I just I usually just say across all platforms. So catch us across all <laughs> platforms. Catch yes, us there. and officially we're out of here. Right, catch you next time. Peace.